Greetings in the name of Jesus. This is Rob Hames. This program is called 15 Minutes with Jesus. Today we're going to speak about the Lord's house. Let's turn to Zechariah chapter 6, verse 12 and 13. And speak unto him, saying, Thus speaketh the Lord of hosts, saying, Behold the man whose name is the branch, and he shall grow up out of his place, and he shall build the temple of the Lord. Even he shall build the temple of the Lord, and he shall bear the glory, and shall sit and rule upon his throne. And he shall be a priest upon his throne, and the council of peace shall be between them both. Now let's turn to Psalm 127, verse 1. Except the Lord build the house, they labor in vain that build it. Except the Lord keep the city, the watchman waketh but in vain. Now let's turn to Matthew Chapter 15, verse 8. This people draweth nigh unto me with their mouth, and honoreth me with their lips, but their heart is far from me. But in vain do they worship me, teaching for doctrines the commandments of men. We have spoken about the foundation at the direction of the Lord Jesus. The purpose for a foundation is to support a house. As Jesus said in Matthew 7, our foundation must be established on the rock for the house to endure. It is not only the foundation for each of our individual lives with God, it is also the foundation for His house, which He is building. It is also the foundation for each local body of Christ fellowship. Jesus establishes us on His foundation. We must be established and built upon His true and solid foundation. He is the chief cornerstone which the builders rejected. Let's go to 1 Peter chapter 2, verse 1. Wherefore, laying aside all malice and all guile and hypocrisies and envies and all evil speakings, as newborn babes desire the sincere milk of the word that you may grow thereby, if so be you have tasted that the Lord is gracious, to whom coming as unto a living stone disallowed indeed of men, but chosen of God and precious. You also, as lively stones, are built up a spiritual house and holy priesthood to offer up spiritual sacrifices acceptable to God by Jesus Christ. Let's turn to Ephesians chapter 2, verse 19. Now therefore you are no more strangers and foreigners, but fellow citizens with the saints and of the household of God, and are built upon the foundation of the apostles and prophets, Jesus Christ himself being the chief cornerstone, in whom all the building, fitly framed together, groweth unto an holy temple in the Lord, in whom you also are builded together for an habitation of God through the Spirit. Ephesians chapter 4, verse 11. And he gave some apostles and some prophets and some evangelists, and some pastors and teachers, for the perfecting of the saints, for the work of the ministry, for the edifying of the body of Christ, till we all come in the unity of the faith and of the knowledge of the Son of God unto a perfect man, unto the measure of the stature of the fullness of Christ, that we henceforth be no more children tossed to and fro and carried about with every wind of doctrine, by the slight of men and cunning craftiness, whereby they lie in wait to deceive. But speaking the truth in love may grow up into him in all things which is the head, even Christ, 
from whom the whole body, fitly joined together and compacted by that which every joint supplieth, according to the effectual working in the measure of every part, maketh increase of the body unto the edifying of itself in love. The Lord's house is a habitation of God, a place for us to fellowship with Him and one another in spirit and in truth. Let's go to 1 John, verse 1. That which was from the beginning, which we have heard, which we have seen with our eyes, which we have looked upon, and our hands have handled of the word of life. For the life was manifested, and we have seen it, and bear witness, and show unto you that eternal life, which was with the Father, and was manifested unto us. That which we have seen and heard declare we unto you, that you also may have fellowship with us, and truly our fellowship is with the Father, and with his Son, Jesus Christ. Verse 4, And these things write we unto you, that your joy may be full. This then is the message which we have heard of him, and declare unto you that God is light, and in him is no darkness at all. If we say that we have fellowship with him, and walk in darkness, we lie, and do not the truth. But if we walk in the light, as he is in the light, we have fellowship one with another, and the blood of Jesus Christ his Son cleanseth us from all sin. If we say that we have no sin, we deceive ourselves, and the truth is not in us. If we confess our sins, he is faithful and just to forgive us our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. If we say that we have not sinned, we make him a liar, and his word is not in us. Again, as I said, the Lord's house is a habitation of God, a place for us to fellowship with him and one another in spirit and in truth. Jesus builds the house upon his true, solid foundation. Jesus is a wise master builder. He will first establish a solid foundation, and then he will build his house. He will not build it upon a faulty foundation. So unless he is building the house, unless he initiates the work, the labor is in vain. The builders must be trained by him and prepared by him and sent by him. If they are sent by him, they have his authority and direction to build the house as he is working through them. He will be glorified through the work. The builder of the house has more glory than the house. Hebrews 3. Let's go there. Verse 1. Wherefore, holy brethren, partakers of the heavenly calling, consider the apostle and high priest of our profession, Christ Jesus, who was faithful to him that appointed him, as also Moses was faithful in all his house. For this man was counted worthy of more glory than Moses. Hallelujah. Inasmuch as he who hath builded the house hath more honor than the house. For every house is builded by some man, but he that built all things is God. And Moses verily was faithful in all his house as a servant for a testimony of those things which were to be spoken after. But Christ, as a son over his own house, whose house are we, if we hold fast the confidence and the rejoicing of the hope, firm unto the end. Jesus must be the builder. He must receive the glory, as only he can bear the glory. The government is upon his shoulders. Isaiah chapter 9, verse 6, For unto us a child is born, unto us a son is given, and the government shall be upon his shoulder. And his name shall be called Wonderful, 
Counselor, the Mighty God, the Everlasting Father, the Prince of Peace. Is Jesus there? Is he in the house? If the house is built by him, in his truth, and we are gathered together in his name, not a preacher's name or a denomination's name, teaching his doctrine by the Holy Ghost, worshiping him in spirit and in truth, he will be there. Wherever two or more are gathered together in my name, there am I in the midst. In the interlinear version, it says, unto my name. Wherever two or more are gathered together unto my name, there am I in the midst. When Jesus is there, the Holy Ghost will be there, glorifying him and the Father. The fear of the Lord will be there. Let's turn to Isaiah chapter 11, verse 1. And there shall come forth a rod out of the stem of Jesse, and a branch shall grow out of his roots. And the Spirit of the Lord shall rest upon him, the Spirit of wisdom and understanding, the Spirit of counsel and might, the Spirit of knowledge and of the fear of the Lord, and shall make him of quick understanding in the fear of the Lord. There will be true wisdom and understanding, true counsel, and the power of God will be manifesting. There will be true knowledge. Jesus is the way, the truth, and the life. The words he speaks are spirit and they are life. The truth will be spoken by the spirit. There will be life in the place and in the people. There will be unfeigned love in the brethren. But if the people and their leaders harden their hearts and turn away from his truth to follow after lies and doctrines of men, then he will no longer be present, as he is the truth. The Holy Ghost is the spirit of truth, so he will in no way be manifesting his presence and his power to confirm lies or justify sin in the house. He will be giving space for repentance, rebuking and chastening, because he loves them. Let's turn to Revelation 3, verse 19. As many as I love, I rebuke and chasten. Be zealous, therefore, and repent. But if the people refuse his correction, he will remove their candlestick and move on with those that truly love him. We must be established in the Lord's foundation, keeping his words, walking in them, not allowing ourselves to be offended, forgiving, loving, humbling ourselves in every situation in order to be able to stand the onslaught of evil when it comes. If we see ourselves hardening our hearts, we must humble ourselves and acknowledge it to the Lord, repent, and ask for grace to help in the time of need. The reason we harden our hearts is because of iniquity, self-love, pride, and offenses in us. As we humble ourselves before God and confess our faults, He will go about to forgive us and cleanse us, and we will overcome and be able to stand. Let's turn to 1 Corinthians chapter 12. Let's start in verse 12. For as the body is one, and hath many members, and all the members of that one body, being many, are one body, so also is Christ. For by one Spirit are we all baptized into one body, whether we be Jews or Gentiles, whether we be bond or free, and have been all made to drink into one Spirit. For the body is not one member, but many. If the foot shall say, Because I am not the hand, I am not of the body, is it therefore not of the body? Verse 18, But now hath God set the members, every one of them, in the body as it hath pleased him. Verse 25, That there should be no schism in the body, but that the members should have the same care one for another. And whether one member suffer, all the members suffer with it, or one member be honored, all the members rejoice with it. 
Verse 27, Now you are the body of Christ, and members in particular. And God has set some in the church, first apostles, secondarily prophets, thirdly teachers, after that miracles, then gifts of healings, helps, governments, diversities of tongues. Are all apostles? Are all prophets? Are all teachers? Are all workers of miracles? Have all the gifts of healing? Do all speak with tongues? Do all interpret? But covet earnestly the best gifts, and yet show I you a more excellent way. Chapter 13, verse 1. Though I speak with the tongues of men and of angels, and have not love, I am become as sounding brass or a tinkling cymbal. And though I have the gift of prophecy, and understand all mysteries and all knowledge, and though I have all faith so that I could remove mountains, and have not love, I am nothing. And though I bestow all my goods to feed the poor, and though I give my body to be burned, and have not love, it profiteth me nothing. I've got to say this, it's in my spirit. In John chapter 3, it says, God so loved us that he gave his only begotten Son, that whosoever lives and believes in him should not perish, but have everlasting life. The Bible says that Jesus loved us and washed us from our sins in his own blood. And it says in 1 John, Beloved, if God so loved us, we also ought to love one another. All of this works by love. As I've been saying in almost every message, the Lord's house is full of love. Love for God. Love for each other. We fellowship with Him. If we love God, Jesus said, if you love me, you will keep my words. If we love God, we will want to purify ourselves. We will want His house to be clean, a place where He is welcome, a place where He is worshipped in spirit and in truth. We do all of this. We enter into fellowship with Him because we love Him, and He loves us. He loves us. We know that. He proved it when He gave His beloved Son to die on the cross for our sins so that we might enter into that fellowship with Him and live with Him forever in His glorious kingdom. Thank you, Lord. Praise God. I am God Almighty. Those of you that are listening to this message, if you will humble yourselves, I will exalt you. You men that seek to be something in my sight, you must humble yourselves. You must lay down your lives before me, the living God, and then I will exalt you, and I will raise you up, a true minister of my gospel, saith the Lord. Thank you, Lord. Praise God. Thank you, Lord. Praise God. I am God, the maker of heaven and earth. There is nothing too small or too great for me, says the Lord. 